0: Welcome to podcast number two of Practical Wisdom from ACP Financial Advisors, a monthly program about creating and operating a successful financial planning practice. We're a presentation of the Alliance of Comprehensive Planners, known as ACP, a community of tax focused financial advisors operating under a unique retainer based fiduciary business model. I'm your host, Ken Robinson. On our show today, holistic financial planning. Of course, financial planning is about more than investments. Other subjects like taxes, insurance, and estate planning are also crucial to a household's financial future. But with guidance on each of these subjects coming from different professionals, each with their own agenda, how can a consumer follow a consistent, coordinated plan? Our guest today is Kelly Adams, financial life planner, founder and owner of Harbor Light Planning in Novi, Michigan. Kelly's the co-author, along with me, of the white paper, The Holistic Financial Plan, The Future of Personal Finance, requires an advisor who is conversant with all aspects of the client's life, not just their investments, not even just their finances. Kelly, thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: So to understand what holistic financial planning is, How is financial planning usually delivered?
1: Most people who call themselves financial planners really only look at somebody's investments. And typical places or the majority of places may just look at the investments that they are holding at their custodians and don't ever ask the clients about other assets that they held somewhere else to create their financial planning uh, recommendations.
0: I imagine you've also seen clients come to you with uh, products that came from uh, uh, an insurance setting rather than an investment setting as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, they, they get their financial plan from their insurance person who wants to sell them an annuity or a whole life product and tell them that that's their financial planning for their retirement. But I don't find that that's typically meets the client's needs.
0: What about the advice that they get from their tax preparer, their their CPA?
1: In some instances, their tax preparer, their CPA may have a more comprehensive overview of the advice that they're giving them because they see everything that's in their taxes, which is a snapshot of usually somebody's uh, whole financial life. But a lot of CPAs and tax preparers really don't have the educational background to give quality advice outside of the taxes and uh, other areas in which they have been trained. And a lot of them just really haven't taken the time to delve into ongoing training uh, in
0: financial planning. We often see taxes uh, in our practice that are expertly prepared for that specific year, but that don't have a lot of uh, thought given to a multi-year tax plan. And that's something that we find is uh, sometimes lacking. Do you see that in your practice as well?
1: That is true. That, yes, if they come in with uh, some kind of advice, it's for that year. And they don't look forward to planning opportunities that can take place in future years.
0: So uh, they're getting investment advice from someone who may only be looking at a fraction of their investments and not really considering their taxes at all. They're getting tax advice from someone who's most concerned about filling out a 1040. Their insurance person probably wants to sell them a policy. How does a typical consumer tie all this together?
1: A typical consumer doesn't really understand how to tie it all together. And a lot of times I see where they're just like, come in and say, well, it was a really nice person. I really trust that they might be giving me the right advice, But I don't know if it makes sense. So, for instance, I had one client come in and their um, advisor at that time wanted to liquidate all of their common stocks that they had in their portfolio, which happened to have been bought like 30 and 40 years earlier. So it had next to no cost basis because they wanted to diversify this client into annuities and other products. And whether the annuities or the other products were appropriate for the client or not is almost a mute point because it was going to cost them $60,000 in capital gains to have this done.
0: That was what the tax bill was going to be from realizing all those capital gains, $60,000. Correct. And what, uh, when this client came to you, what did they tell you that the investment advisor had said about the capital gains tax?
1: They hadn't. These clients in particular were in their um, early 80s at the time. So the products that were being recommended were totally inappropriate for somebody in their stage in life anyway. Um, But it was their kids who were actually current clients who were astute enough to go, hold on, take a step back. Let's look at this from a different viewpoint and let's look at it in a holistic viewpoint.
0: So uh, it sounds like a good example Of people getting what they think of as advice from salespeople who have a different kind of agenda. Yes. And the salesperson looks at the client from their own point of view. To the investment advisor, they're just an investor. To the CPA, they're just a taxpayer. To the insurance salesperson, they're just an insured. And Most of the time, no one's seeing how all these things coordinate.
1: And especially how it's all going to coordinate and affect taxes in the end. Mm -hmm. Um, I know this particular talk isn't done being tax focused, but to be holistic, you really have to have kind of a just that tax focus in the way that you're looking at every aspect of advice that you're giving, be it on their taxes, on their investments, on their insurance, on their estate planning, and how is it going to affect things now and in the future. Um, But that's all part of being holistic in your outlook and working with clients.
0: And it's a very big bill in the client's life. In many cases, it's the largest bill they pay every year or one of the largest bills they pay every year. So you wouldn't ignore their mortgage payment. You wouldn't ignore the cost of the car they're about to buy for cash. Uh, So ignoring taxes just seems like it's missing a crucial piece of uh, their complete financial life. I agree. And that's what uh, holistic planning is really about, isn't it? It's about looking at the completeness of the client's financial life.
1: Absolutely. And it really starts with finding out what makes that client tick? What does their optimal life look like? What do they want from their life? And taking the, all of those aspects and all of the things that they say are important to them and coordinating it with their tax situation, their estate planning situation, their insurances that they need with their investment outlook and the types of investments that you Uh, invest for them and even where you put what type of investment into what type of account that all comes into play when you're really looking at devising a plan to work best with the client's goals and desires for their life.
0: So you need to be looking at all those things to really deliver the most value for the client.
1: Absolutely. It's kind of like you start with a puzzle. And the client paints the picture on the top of the puzzle, and then you open the box and they're blank, and you still got to put the puzzle together.
0: (laughs) I've also uh, heard one of our colleagues say uh, our clients tend to look only at one puzzle piece at a time, and it's our job to look at the picture on the box so that we see how it's all supposed to fit together. So what are some of the situations that you've seen? You know, you described one client who was being given investment guidance that seemed more sales focused and not looking at the tax consequences at all. What are some other examples you've seen of uh, people whose situations were really able to be improved by taking a holistic view?
1: So I did have a client that came to me. They're relatively new the last couple years, and they are expensive extremely high earners, and extremely high spenders, and they make half a million to three quarters of a million dollars a year, and they don't know what they spend, but they always feel like they are broke at the end of each month. And we had them track their spending. We categorized it for them, and we discovered they were spending almost a third of their take-home pay on kids' sports. And they said, that is extremely important to us, and we are not willing to give it up. Okay, then let's look at what our other options are, because you make plenty of money, and your house is the right size house, and a lot of other factors were falling into place that they shouldn't have been having a spending problem. And one of the things that we've done, which has really helped, is we changed how their cash flow came into their bank account. So, we changed that their direct deposits from their paychecks go directly into their brokerage account. And we have worked with them to set a dollar amount that goes directly to their bill paying account. So, this way they're only spending what's in their bill paying account and saving the rest.
0: So, their savings is now automatic.
1: Their savings is now automatic. And before they even get it, it's kind of like funding into their 401k.
0: I'm guessing. You probably weren't the first financial professional they ever consulted, but you were the first one to suggest, hey, why don't we get this money away from where you can spend it to begin with so that you don't end up spending more than you should. Right,
1: right. And from there, it's been a really good building point to the relationship and the trust that you know, really proved to them that because I'm looking at their situation and fulfilling their their goals at the same time, that they are really solid in the relationship. They really trust the advice that I I give them. Once they trust you, they start coming to you with all kinds of questions in all areas of their life. Once they get that, you're actually looking at them as a whole. For instance, I got an email this morning from a client who can afford to buy whatever car they want. Well, do I Lease a car between you know for the next two or three years and then get it do I buy a car? And that's usually not you know, an investment person's not necessarily going to give them advice on that. and the end result for me was hey go buy you know a newer used car for up to about this dollar amount or lease a short-term lease. those are really your two options. if you want something brand new lease, If you're good with something that's just a couple of years old to get you through the next year, year and a half until this new car actually comes into production, you know, buy something that's slightly used.
0: So the way you charge your fees supports the comprehensive view of planning where clients can come to you with new questions they hadn't anticipated and it doesn't change how you're paid. So you're free to give them the best advice that's in their best interest
1: correct. And my clients like it that way. I like it that way. But we've always done that. We've always found out what's important to the clients and find out the reasons behind them. And they'll come to us and go, well, do I need to work? And I'll go, no. Do you want to work? They're like, well, I don't know. Okay. Are you kind of bored in your day-to-day retirement life? They're like, yes. Oh, great. Well, let's find out some of the things that make you happy. It has nothing to do with money. I'm not going to be paid any more or less because I'm sitting down and having a conversation with them. You know, it's just making that client secure and happy and confident and knowing that they are in a good place financially, in good place in their life. And if they're not, we start talking about ways or things that they can do to get there. It's not about the money
0: always. And you're probably the first financial professional that they've ever worked with who's looked at them as people rather than as accounts.
1: Yes, absolutely. As for most of my clients that have come in, they've never worked with somebody that has a holistic, fee-only viewpoint in the way that they practice. So I typically tell a prospective new client coming in to see me that uh, it's sort of like going to the dentist naked. It's a little bit painful. And a whole lot revealing, so you better find somebody that you're really comfortable with.
0: (laughs) That's brilliant. So we found that a whole lot revealing is true as well uh, because we cover so many different subjects. For a typical new client, what are the subjects that you'll cover with them in a comprehensive financial plan?
1: Throughout the first year to two years of our relationship with them, we go over our foundational topics which include taxes, tax planning, retirement planning, insurance reviews, the review of their estate planning documents, tying those all into everything else. We go over looking at Social Security projections. We talk about their goals, where they want to end up in life. If they have kids, we talk about education planning. Basically, you name a topic that touches a client's financial life, and we will have a discussion about it. Whether or not we have actionable items at the end of the discussion doesn't matter. It's the the fact that we've had the discussion.
0: Because it may be that after you've had that discussion, whatever you're talking about is fine the way it is?
1: Yeah, so we might do a review of their insurance documents you know, their auto owners, homeowners, life, disability, long term care and everything they've got and everything meets, you know, their liability needs. Everything's in place. But the client and myself, we come out of it, the conversation better, knowing that their liabilities are covered and their their needs are covered and their spouse will be covered if something happened to them. Usually it's a well, I'm not even sure what I have. And we kind of summarize it and go over it. And a lot of times we don't necessarily have to change anything. It's just that now we know where the client is.
0: So you mentioned that in the course of doing an insurance review, you'll talk about auto insurance, which I think a lot of people in their financial planning experience, they, they don't have that discussion with anyone except the company that sells them the auto insurance. One of the gaps that we most often find is that someone may still have $100,000 of liability insurance like they've had ever since they started driving, but now their net worth is $2 million, and it's a pretty easy and very inexpensive fix for most people to increase those coverage limits, but nobody's looking at that until they first talk to someone who looks comprehensively at their financial situation.
1: Right. Right. Even opposite, my daughter is now just turned 26. She's moved out of state and she's looking to get her own insurance. Well, she was being quoted insurance at based off of the policy that she had in front of her, which was, you know, she was on my policy. So it was 300, 500. And I'm like, she makes 10 bucks an hour. She doesn't need $300,000 of liability coverage. So the person was just quoting off of the sheet that they had in front of them on the policy that she's currently has, and she doesn't need that coverage. She can spend less money to get the coverage that she needs.
0: So the salesperson may know their product better than anybody else, but with the holistic view, you can see what product they need with greater clarity.
1: Right. I don't sell the product. I don't know the details of it. Um, in a lot of ways, I consider myself a generalist in a lot of topics. And what I can do is really hone it down to, hey, these questions need to be asked of this salesperson or this other professional or this attorney when you go meet with them to get your estate planning documents done or when you're talking to your insurance agent. These questions need to be asked. This is the minimum coverage that you need. This is, you know, probably the maximum coverage that you need. So I can give them the parameters and the questions to ask. I can't sell them the product. I'm more than willing. I'm always more than willing to talk to the attorney or the agent or the whoever it is to make sure that we're coordinating. If that professional's opinion is different than mine, let's have a conversation, figure out what is the best thing for the client.
0: So all these different areas that you've referred to cash flow, cash flow and education planning, and estate planning, and investments, and insurance. It sounds like a really big, heavy binder uh, of a very long financial plan that you're going to hand them. Uh, How do clients react to that?
1: Well, if I ever hand out a big binder, then I'll let you know, because we work differently. So we really have broken it down to talking about one topic at a time, Over a period of a year to two years, depending on what the client's needs and timelines are, rather than collecting all this data in advance, throwing it into a computer program, spitting out a 100-page book. So we really break it down into manageable bites. Let's say we have one topic every two months, which is about the pace at which most clients are comfortable we have time to prepare for the meeting, for them to gather the documents that I need, for me to look at them, for us to talk about them. And then when we're done talking about it, if there's anything that needs to be followed up on, they have time to follow up on it before we start on the next topic. And it's it's kind of a nice pace and a way of doing things. But we're always, we always look at that early. Whatever they feel like is their hot topic, we'll make sure we at least settle ourselves to whether or not that really is a hot topic or if it's just something that we need to discuss or at least let the clients know that they're in better shape than they think they are.
0: I think that can provide a lot of reassurance to let clients know that this thing that's been bothering them maybe doesn't need attention quite so urgently. We'll sometimes compare the client's perceptions versus their reality by describing someone who might go into a doctor's office with a complaint where the doctor might say, yeah, I can see that dermatitis must be really annoying. Why don't we set that compound fracture first and then we'll see to the skin condition? Yes. (laughs) So I think maybe the whole issue of the holistic approach, we're now seeing the Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards refer to uh, CFP designees, as providing holistic financial plans. That's the word that they've started to use in in their marketing, and you can see it on their website, letsmakeaplan.org. I think clients are seeking out fiduciary services more and more. They're asking by name uh, when they're seeking out financial planning advice. They're asking, are you a fiduciary, which is something that I don't think I ever heard 10 years ago and you've been planning that way for more than 20 years.
1: Yeah, it's definitely you know, they come in and say are you fee only? Are you fiduciary? And then they'll say, "Oh, and but you're fee based, right?" <laughs> well, nope, I don't have any association with a broker dealer, so I'm not fee based, I'm totally fee only. Let me just explain the different ways that advisors are paid and how there's two separate regulatory bodies overseeing the advisory pool of planners?
0: More importantly than how people are are paid, I think clients are also looking for the assurance that they haven't neglected to ask an important question. A lot of people uh, don't know what they don't know and are relying on us to make sure that there's no stone left unturned in the common areas of a household's financial plan.
1: That's true. I, but I think most clients come and they're not even sure what they need to know. And I think one of the other things that we provide along the way is we spend a lot of time providing an education to the clients. So they kind of understand some of those core concepts and key terms that are going to help them understand their situation better.
0: And not just related to their investments.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Some of our biggest educational sessions really come around the insurance reviews and the estate planning.
0: Where we find as well a lot of clients need a lot of help. Some of them know it and some of them don't. Right. Well, Kelly, thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: This was a whole lot of fun. You've been listening to Kelly Adams, financial life planner, founder, and owner of Harbor Light Planning in Novi, Michigan. Kelly's the co-author of the white paper, The Holistic Financial Plan. The future of personal finance requires an advisor who is conversant with all aspects of the client's life, not just their investments, not even just their finances. Our show notes include links to Kelly's website and her contact information. You'll also find a link to the white paper where you can visit www.acplanners.org and select media to download a copy. This is podcast number two of Practical Wisdom from ACP Financial Advisors. We're a presentation of the Alliance of Comprehensive Planners, the community of tax-focused financial planners operating under the retainer model. Our members are fiduciary planners who provide a distinct alternative in the financial planning marketplace. ACP offers a lower-cost associate membership for planners who want to learn and apply ACP methodology prior to becoming certified members. For more information, call 910-769-1569 or visit acplanners.org.